Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. Joined, as always, my co-host, Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. And if you followed us there tonight, it was a frustrating night, to say the very least, as the Lakers today lose to the Wizards 127-124. Alex, how are you doing today? Like this is too stressful for a Monday, man. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know. Like I was not prepared for this uh, level of stress this this early into the week. But that's just kind of how it's been for the Lakers this year. It looked there for a while like the Lakers were finally going to give us an easy game. Yeah, then, you know they had a 17 point lead with nine and a half minutes left in the third quarter. They seemed to be cruising. And then all of a sudden, man, just absolute boneheaded turnovers, went ice coals from the field, just allowed run after run until finally the Wizards took the lead in the fourth quarter. And then it just became a scrap at the end of the fourth quarter. The final three minutes was just blow after blow after blow, just like a heavyweight fight, shot after shot, and couldn't stop the Wizards. Wizards couldn't stop them. You go to overtime. And then, I don't know what that was at the end of the game in overtime. It's so hard to describe this game. It's like three games in one, man. I mean, the first, you know, the first half was just easy sailing. Lakers score 66 points. The bench is cruising. Trez is having one of those games where he looks like the sixth man of the year again. And then the wheels fall off on the offense. And then overtime was just its own thing. It's hard to encapsulate exactly what happened in this game. But that's, to me kind of the point of this game is like there's so much wrong with what happened with the Lakers. What'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Like it was a combination of everything. And like you said, I thought like they came out great. Like they were up 10 after the first quarter. That was something pregame that like Jared Dudley even talked about that this team has really struggled this year with um, like starting games from behind and always having to like claw their way back into games. And tonight I thought like, like, here you go. They're up by 10 a really good start and then going to halftime they're doing well then yeah like you said that second half just was a mess and yeah a lot of it just felt self-inflicted like give credit to the wizards but the turnovers were some of them were horrible tonight yeah and honestly dude at the end there in the fourth quarter and i mean in the overtime the foul by lebron to give russell westbrook an opportunity to to make it a a three-point play then the just wild three at the end and then Kuzma <laughs> just becoming another meme that's going to blow up. That Well, I, hold on. I want to talk about that that final shot. So, uh, do you see where LeBron pulled up from? Like uh, the, the old Staples forum? The Staples Center-like <laughs> uh, logo. But, like, there was still five seconds yeah. left in the game. Uh, what did you think of that, uh, Listen, that I, look? Listen, I'm actually a believer in don't wait. When okay. you're down, don't wait. But that wasn't the shot. I mean, that was just not the shot i love lebron he made a bunch of plays at the end of the of regulation even though he did miss the uh the 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 free throw to possibly take the lead there in the at the end of regulation um but that was just brutal that was just like uh, let's just go home that's that's what that's what it felt like yeah that's what it's like either we're let me just try to win it here 
Like either way, I win it or I miss it. There's not gonna be another overtime. That's right. what it felt like. Uh, and yeah, like you said, like he he was great down the stretch. He he was responsible for a few of those those turnovers we're talking about that were kind of questionable. But uh, yeah, it, it they there were just too many fundamental mistakes and like they didn't deserve to win this game after that second half. Like they just uh they did not take this seriously. I believe they had nine points with four minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, in the quarter. They had nine points, and then they turned it on just because they're able to do that, which is the most annoying part of this team. And, you know, I, I took a vacation last week, so we weren't on last week, and then the week before that, uh, Harrison texted us after saying, hey, I appreciate you guys taking the role of, like, the other side, because as Laker fans, we are very critical, and yet they still have the second best record in the NBA, or at least uh. they did coming in. I don't know if they still do or not. I'll I'll take a look right now. And you know, playing devil's advocate of hey, they they this is happening and this is happening, but since Anthony Davis has been out, and then obviously Dennis Schroeder's missed the last three games as well, but without Anthony Davis, they're one and four. Yeah, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm really not. I still think this team is talented enough because they show these signs like they did coming out at the end of regulation, how they could turn it on. But I'm kind of tired of watching them try and just flip the switch to turn it on. It'd be nice to kind of go into a game and just perform the entire game. That's my biggest concern. I don't, I'm not anywhere near panic level yet. I'm sure a lot of people are. It's a long season. We don't even know what the second half of the schedule looks like. And trust me, Alex... The panic button might be hit by the time we finish before the All-Star break because this schedule coming up is rough. So Very like, rough. No, I know. And you're not like – there's definitely fans already panicking or, you know, saying trade this guy, trade that guy, fire the coach, you know, like just all, all that stuff that comes You're saying fire losses. the coach already? Damn. I don't, I'm just saying I'm <laughs> sure eventually, you know, like the offense hasn't looked good. I'll say that. Like it, it's it's right. been rough. But um, yeah, like you said – I, the weird thing for me is like this home record. Like, do you know what the record is away from Staples Center this year? Um, it, like off the top of your head, they've played 16 games away right. from Staples Center. What do you think their record is? Uh, I think they've lost four on the road. So they've only lost three. They're 13 three. and three. Uh, do you know what the record is at Staples Center this year? Well, that so would mean played, that I they've, they've lost six at home games. then. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and they're nine, and I think they're nine and six or nine and seven now with tonight's loss. So yeah. I don't know what's going on at home. Like obviously, there's no fans, so you don't have that advantage. And that was something Jared again, Jared Dudley brought this up pregame also that uh, they've been better on the road. Uh, the lack of fans has kind of impacted them a bit. But I think in a weird way, again, like we talked about this last year when they were going into the bubble, and we mentioned their road record like how good they were, we said like that can maybe help them in that type of environment. I I don't know if them dropping in the standings is as big of a deal as people are going to make it out to be this year. Like you don't get home court advantage. Like you you do, but you're not going to have fans in there, mm-hmm. at least for the Lakers. So I don't, I don't think it's as big of a deal to get like a top two, three seed. Like I'd rather everybody stay healthy and have a top four, five seed. Right. I but mean, again, but... I, again, people are going to freak out to losses. And I'm not saying they should lose or anything. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's the end of the world if, if they don't have as good of a record in this type of year. The end of the world scenario to me is that LeBron keeps playing 40 minutes a game and losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of the end of the world scenario for me because, you know, we, we 
we are assuming, and it's obviously safe to assume that the Lakers will be in the postseason. I mean, without Anthony Davis, like I said, they are one and four, but he is expected to come back. Um, that is my biggest concern. LeBron has logged, I believe, the third most minutes, just a minutes total minutes played, not average per game. Total minutes played, I believe he's now third in the league behind Julius Randle and Fred Van Vliet. LeBron's 36 years old. That's not good. Anthony Davis is out. I get it. Dennis, Dennis Schroeder's out. I get it. But they, the Lakers are completely reliant on LeBron making this go on offense. That's just like, listen, Wesley Matthews is not a starter. You got to take him out. Like He's just not performing. To There's no reason he should be starting. They tried something else today. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head right now, by the way, if you can tell. Uh, they tried something else today. They let Mark Gasol play a bunch of minutes and ended up not playing Trez in overtime at all. And, or maybe they did once he fouled out. But like that didn't look good. Gasol has not looked fairly good at all. Wesley Matthews is not performing as a starter level. Um, there's just like the turnovers today were rough. So when we talk about panic, there's bigger things that I'm worried about. I am not at the panic level yet, but these things do concern me because they have been concerning, concerning me all season. LeBron's minutes, the lack of a big man, and someone else stepping up besides LeBron. What about you? Uh, Like... It's hard because, like, obviously you're not going to look good when you're missing an all-star and your starting point guard. Like, I, I know that's kind of, like, uh, giving them a pass. And they, you know, you don't, you know, they don't deserve a pass in a game like this. They should have won this game regardless of who's playing. Um, but it does make you look worse, obviously. I think the whole LeBron thing, like, you brought the minutes thing, and that's a good point. Like, he's played too many minutes. And it's not even how many minutes he's playing, but how much he's responsible for in those minutes, like you said. Like, he has to do yeah. everything for the yeah. offense. Um, and that worries me just in terms of the short offseason. And he's, you know, he's obviously getting older. Like, those things are something you should monitor. And that's where the Lakers had that benefit, where they had another all-star like Anthony Davis to kind of shoulder that load, and he's not there anymore. And you brought in a guy like Dennis Schroeder, another guy you would thought could have helped facilitate the offense, create for others, uh, break down defenses, and he's out. Hopefully he's back Friday. But um, yeah, like it, their additions in the offseason, some have looked better than others. Mm-hmm. I thought Marcus All playing down the stretch was mostly just because of Washington playing Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. And Trez has struggled against bigger centers, but the offense was struggling. So it's like a give or take thing. Um, but overall, like I'm not panicking. Uh, like I said, I they're still what second in the West. They play Utah, I believe, next. If they win mm-hmm. that game, they're only two games back out of first. Like, I, I think it could be worse, is what I'm saying. Lakers have the they're now tied for the second best record in all the NBA with the Clippers, so twenty two <laughs> yeah. and ten. And, and so I, context, you know context matters. Say, you know what's fair to say is that the Lakers, you know, they're tw- they have the. <laughs> they have the second best record in the NBA, and I don't even think we've seen them anywhere near their best. No, yet. not no. I. I don't even think it's been. Cl- we've seen flashes, but as far as a consistent level of play, they haven't even hit it yet. Not even close. And for context purposes, you know, I always like to compare the Lakers to other teams and what other teams have done. I, last year, I compared them a lot to the Clippers because we just thought they mm-hmm. were going. You know, the all roads pointed to them meeting in the playoffs. Obviously, that didn't happen. You know, but this has happened to the Brooklyn Nets too. They went one in four 
on those games where where Durant was pooled because of health and safety regulations yeah. and he's been out. They went one and four and they lost to the Wizards. They lost to the Raptors. They lost to the Sixers. They lost to the Pistons. Sound familiar? Um, so, and then they figured it out. Now the, now the Nets have won uh, six in a row. And by the way, the Wizards come. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm just telling you the facts. They're playing the Wizards better. are playing really good right now. They've now won five in a row. They beat the Celtics, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Blazers, and now the Lakers. Hey, <clears throat> Excuse me. Now you can say that they probably didn't deserve this win tonight, but you know they kind of did. There at the end, they kind of took that game from the Lakers when they saw an opening. You know, so you just need this team to figure it out. And we've been saying that all season, and I'm sure we sound like a broken record, at least on this podcast. You need to figure something out. And I brought up the fact that a LeBron's minutes, but do you also think that there has to be some other sort of let's just assume Anthony Davis is out for another three or four weeks, which is safe to say that I think that's very possible. Yeah. Because they're good. They said over and over, we're going to take it easy with Anthony Davis's return. So let's just say he's out for another month and he doesn't come back until the end of March or mid-March, whatever it is. There has to be more consistency outside of LeBron James. If not, he's going to continue to play 41 minutes. They're, they have I, to I, find offense somewhere else. Yeah, I think, I mean, he wasn't like, lighting the world on fire before he was out but uh, this is again where Dennis Shooter coming back is going to be huge for this team just just in terms of slotting guys back into natural spots and making things a little easier from having another ball handler because right now it's literally just Caruso like yeah. uh, so uh, again just having another guy like that who can break down defenses create some like that that should be big and um, thankfully the all-star break's coming up soon. Uh, I think that could be big in terms of getting these guys a little bit of rest and then kind of waking them up for the second half of the season. And yeah, well, they so got five games. Good. They got five games before the all-star break at Utah on Wednesday. Good luck that's tough to game. that. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's good luck there. Uh, Dennis Shooter's not going to be back. They said maybe by Friday and then on Friday they play Portland. Uh, so Utah's first, Portland, I believe, is fifth. Golden State, they play on Sunday. They're eighth right now. And Phoenix, they play on Tuesday, next wow. Tuesday night. And they're fourth right now. And then it's a back-to-back. They finish off uh, the first half of the season at Sacramento on Wednesday the 3rd. Um, who who knows will be the coach by then because it doesn't look so good there. But these next four games, you know, this is this is kind of what we talked about there for a while. Uh, when you looked at the schedule, they the Lakers feasted on the lack of, of tough opponents for a long time, you know, and they ended up losing to bad opponents. Like they were losing to Detroit, things of that nature. So now when we were kind of use it, we were going to use it as sort of a measuring stick before you go to the all-star break. I don't think you really can. I just think that you, you take whatever result you can get. If you win, you win. Yeah. Fantastic. But really, I just want to see improvement from certain players, consistency, uh, I know this is counterintuitive to to win, wanting to win, but less minutes for LeBron, maybe even a rest for LeBron. <laughs> I'm really serious. Like you, just, I don't think they will. I don't think LeBron has that in him. But they need to find a way to to not have LeBron play 40 minutes a game. That's number one. Yeah, like I agree. Like I, I think like the main thing is still being healthy. Like if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. At this point, like it's still early enough in the year where you can kind of get away with losing some of these games and kind of making them up once you're healthy down the like later in the year and stuff like that. But I just like one of the main things like I want to see improvement is in the offense. And again, easier said than done when you're missing two starters. But yeah, yeah it just looks 
it looks really bad out there. It, it, it kind of reminds me of that first year LeBron was here where he would just have the ball and everybody would just kind of like stand around and watch him. Yeah. And there was like nothing going on. And that, there that's was just, a point there in the game towards the end where LeBron got the ball at the top of the three, uh, the three point arc and literally yelled at Kuzma yeah. to come run a screen for me. And those are the things we're just like, all right, yeah, so you got to do something. And listen, Kuzma's been great. I think, um, you know, he obviously didn't have a, the greatest shooting performance tonight, but I think Kuzma is actually stepping up. We've seen him do it before too. That's not a surprise. When Anthony Davis or LeBron are out, Kuzma is the one that kind of steps up and starts taking more shots. I'm kind of pointing a finger and listen, I know it's easy pickings, but like Wesley Matthews got to do better. If you're going to start in and you have Schroeder out, you have Anthony Davis, you got got to be better. It's fine to call guys out when they don't perform. He has not performed in that role. That needs to improve. Um, you know, KCP ended up getting some some clutch threes there at the end. But, you know, there was just some bonehead turnovers. It, it's just like my head is a little scrambled cuz it's really like I, there isn't one thing where I'm like, this is why they lost today. That's why I'm so scrambled. I just think there was a lot of reasons why they lost today. Yeah, it's a combination of things for sure. Uh, like all the contextual stuff and on the on the court stuff, uh, all of it, all of it matters. Um, is there any like specific thing like you would like to see improvement of like from like I mentioned the offense, like half court offense specifically. Free throws. Is there anything or any one? I know you you mentioned Wes Matthews a few times, but like. Yeah. Is there anything that you you want to see like growth or improvement in going forward? Free throws. Free throws. LeBron missed one. Gasol missed two. Listen, I know LeBron's not been the, the strongest free throw shooter. I already saw Skip Bayless's tweet tonight. I'm not going to read it because I don't care to read it. But um, it's that it just needs to improve all around. I think. Um, like, it's difficult because they just don't have the player to be like the big men need to improve. Last year we had the the you know the surplus of big men basically, and this year it's different. But you know th- the teams are gonna throw tall guys at you when when you when you know if Trez is in foul trouble, then you gotta have to play Gasol. If Gasol's in foul trouble, then what are you gonna do? So I don't know what the answer is to that one. Do you have an answer to that? Is this buyout market gonna happen? Is or or is this just <laughs> well, is is this is what it is? I, I was just gonna mention like. There has been reports that the Lakers may be interested in a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, Makes sense. Potentially, you can see a guy like maybe Drummond hit the buyout market. I'm not sure what his trade market is at the moment. Maybe he gets bought out. A guy like Blake Griffin might get bought out. Um, so there could be potential. I'm not sure how big of difference makers those guys are, but there could be potential for them to kind of add an extra body. So is that where you're at? Do you think a big is is, is the thing there they need the most? It's just a such because they were okay. I don't know if this makes sense. In my head it does, so I'm just gonna say it. The Javel and Dwight played very similar positions. Gasol and Trez don't. No. So that's kind of where I'm looking at like who's Gasol's backup? I don't think he has one. And who's Trez is kind of, they don't have one for Trez. Like, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Like what I'm trying to say is no, like, no, no. They, when they you have... had JaVale playing and you had, or Dwight playing, you knew what you were getting when one or the other wasn't in or was in for each other. And I know that Anthony Davis not being there makes a huge difference, but still that they just don't have that luxury they had last year. It, it's, it's just different. So right. with JaVale and Dwight, they're, basically the same type of player right they're lob threats they're defenders they're good vertical defenders uh 
Dwight was a little better on his feet, but they're both they both play basically have the same skill set, and that was always going to be the thing this year with Trez and Gasol. First of all, Trez is a bit undersized as a center. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a little more offensive minded. I think he's been okay on defense. I think he's been pretty good on defense this year, but he has like very specific weaknesses on defense against specific centers. Like big centers give him problems with Gasol. That's what he's there for. Right. But he's a, again, a, he has his own weaknesses on the perimeter. He's slow footed. Um, he's not a great vertical defender. He's not a lob threat. Like they're two distinct differences. That's why it's so hard, like to compare last year to this year in terms of the bigs, mm-hmm. because those bigs, up and down, were very similar, yes. and they had their weaknesses, but they had their clear strengths. This one is almost you have to. It's like a chess game. Like you have to mix and match all game long. And like I don't know if you noticed against like Brooklyn, against the Clippers, like opposing coaches know when Shrez is in, okay, I'm gonna bring my big center in. Okay, right. when Gasol's in, I'm gonna bring my fast center in. And the Lakers it's are constantly Vogel. adjusting. It, it's constantly adjusting. So that's why, like again, if you get another center, it, I think it might be the same issue. I, I think it's just different personnel this year and i don't know like i i it's still we don't have that much of a sample with everyone healthy like we have maybe what like 20 games of it mm-hmm. like that's nothing and i know that harrison or someone on silverscreenroll.com has written about the the lack of practice that the lakers have had this season i believe they've practiced is it seven or eight times this i think year? it's like eight or nine times something yeah, like, yeah and they're just basically using games as practice so that's a whole other thing. I don't know how much that has to really do. I don't know how much they practice on a on a normal season basis, but they're playing every two games, every three days. That's just going to be the way it is this year. It's a shortened season, so, um, yeah. That that to me, you know, someone like Blake Griffin obviously sounds attractive because you just the name and and his ability is very similar to Anthony Davis. I feel like he's turned into a lot. I believe <laughs> he dunked the other day and it was his first dunk since like 2019 or something like that. Wow. He's basically turned into like a jump shooter, which somehow the, which is crazy. Cause Blake Griffin was like the dunk guy. Um, you know, Boogie cousins. I don't really know. I haven't watched too much rockets basketball this year besides the games they played against Lakers. So like, you know, it just makes sense to me because he has such a close relationship with the squad. But I mean, you, you nailed it on the head, man. When it, Teams are constantly making the Lakers adjust with who's in their front court constantly. And last year it was the Lakers making teams adjust when you knew when they took out JaVale and Dwight, you knew what they were doing. And when they had one of those two guys in, you knew kind of knew what those two were doing. So yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to improve for the Lakers, but yet, Hey, I'll say it again. Second best record in the NBA tied with the Clippers and you know, they could really shut us up easily by beating the Jazz on Wednesday. And you know they get up for games like this. That's the thing. Like they they probably should have beat Miami. Like like the the teams like outside of Brooklyn, because again, no AD, no shooter, they haven't really had like a game against a really, really good opponent this year where they haven't at least showed up and competed, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like it's like it's the games against like these not as good teams where they kind of just like oh they just mess around with their food but like when they have these games like marquee games they do most times show up and they most do the look time. like the team we remember them to be yeah another thing just real quick um before we wrap up here is i do want them to improve with the turnover this is just sloppy dude yeah it's so sloppy they are the sixth worst team with turnovers 
uh, tied with the Hornets and very, very close to being almost last uh, with 14 and a half turnovers a game. The Heat are the worst team with 15.4 turnovers per game. So that's something that, you know, they just give away some bonehead balls sometime, man. You're like, oh man, what was that? So that's be something I'd like to improve. Alex, have you written anything for the throwdowns? I was on vacation. I was off Twitter almost exclusively last week. Have you written yeah, anything? Yeah, I did. I, I made my return. Uh, I wrote about Kyle Kuzma's offensive rebounding. And like we saw some of that down the stretch tonight. Like he he does a much better job when he's not actively like on ball. Like if he like if LeBron shoots or someone else shoots it, he makes an effort to go down there and try to tip the ball out and like create a second chance. And I thought he did that down the stretch. He did that against Miami really well down the stretch. He did that again tonight down the stretch. So just I read about his offensive rebounding and he has some double, pretty double number this year. Yeah, he I think he's doing well. I think he's playing really well this year. I would say from players that were on the team last year to this year, he's the most improved. And I don't even know if statistically that that is accurate. Just energy, accepting the role, I, I figuring so. it out. He yeah. has just there's no like Kyle Kuzma slander on the timeline as or at least there, I'm sure there is, but not as much as there was last year. And I just think I've loved what he's his versatility we've talked about, like being the utility guy on the team. Um I, I've loved what I've seen from Kyle Kuzma being able to to adjust to the season and you know you know he got rewarded with that contract so maybe that made it easier on him so check that out at alex m regla on twitter you could subscribe to throwdowns on substack through there and uh alex uh, like we said already they do play uh the jazz on wednesday then the blazers on friday which they said on the broadcast they are kind of expecting shooter to be back by then and then the Golden State Warriors on Sunday. And then we'll probably be back next Tuesday night, same same time against once they're done against the Suns. At Utah, three at Ooh. Staples, uh the next three. Phoenix is the first of a back to back. And then that's it for the first half, man. So what do you think? Four games before Ooh. next Tuesday night, before next week's Taco Tuesday. That's tough. That's four playoff teams right there. Um yeah. Hmm. Yeah, shooters gonna be really useful for that Portland game for Dame and uh, McCollum. I'll say they go. So they're at home. I say they go two and two. I okay. say they beat. I say they beat Golden State and they beat Phoenix. I think I all four of those matchups are like the worst matchups for the Lakers. I know we've been <laughs> talking about big men the whole time, but. Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Devin Booker, fast, agile, get to the rim point guards without Anthony Davis. One and three. One and three. What's I, the one? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe Utah. I, I just think I have been. I have been very positive on our predictions this year saying three and one every time or three and oh, or, and it's, I am realistic right now of the situation that the Lakers are in. I do not expect them to beat the jazz on Wednesday, but I would not be surprised. That's your most cop out answer. I'll say this, I'll say this, Uh, all like all of the league chatter or all of like teams or press or media have like hyped up the jazz, right? Obviously like, Deservedly so. They've they've been fantastic. They've lost six games this year. Yeah. So, but like you know, the Lakers 
probably want to make a statement against them, right? Like they know that's a top seed. That's who everybody's saying, oh, look how the Lakers are struggling. Here's Utah. They're playing way better. They're a threat. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and try to make a statement against the Jazz. I don't know if they can, being so shorthanded. Right, that's I think the they question. Would love to do it, yeah. Yeah, I think LeBron's gonna, you know, not appreciate the with things being tweeted about him today. I think LeBron will get up for that game, being on the road. That we said we talked about that the Lakers are thirteen and yeah. three on the road this year. Um, Rudy Gobert though against Marcus All. <laughs> I, we'll think good, I think that's a, actually not a bad matchup for Marcus Like, I just have not been impressed him. by Marcus okay. this year. That's all. And I know you, 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 you've seen. You're very positive with him sometimes, and it's, I just haven't seen it yet. That's all. Just from no, that's my fair. non-professional like, I eye, been, yeah. I just yeah, I just don't see it. I think he's I don't slow. think he's been great. I, I yeah. don't think he's been great. I think he's just been. I think he's been a positive. Like I don't think he's been negative. I I, I don't just don't think he's been like this tremendous like addition i think, I think he's, just, he's i think he's been okay i think he is adjusting a lot still to this yeah. team and to his role so we'll see uh but yeah man like today russell westbrook i don't know why he ever we, we just talked about for 25 minutes about the lakers struggles what we didn't mention was how good brad future laker bradley beal is <laughs> Uh, the plays that he made at the end, just taking Crusoe in, crazy layups. You know, I know he missed the potential game winning regulation, but Bradley Beal is on a roll this year. And Russell Westbrook, I know, you know, he can't shoot the ball very well. I don't know ever why he shot the ball today. He could have just drove to the rim every single time and scored. There was nobody to stop him tonight. Nobody. He stopped himself. And that's kind of what worries me about the next couple games. Because without Anthony Davis and this perimeter defense and really no Schroeder or any really buddy to guard these guards, <laughs> I could see Dame scoring 50. Really. What about Crusoe? Wait, did, I mean, wait Crusoe hold on. Gets before taken. we go. Yeah. Oh, before we go, did you see uh, Crusoe's Manscaped commercial? No. Oh, I watched God. the game on Spectrum. Was that on so Spectrum? So did I. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was taken aback by this commercial. Uh, I did not know he was a spokesperson. I did not know this commercial exists. Maybe I did. Was I it just about never... shaving his balls or yeah, his head? Yeah, it is. And it, it features him dunking from, like, the three-point line. So I, I recommend aye, everyone aye. Uh, YouTubing this commercial once you listen to this podcast because it's, uh, it's out there. Okay, sure. I just did... A Caruso, I just searched Caruso Manscaped on Twitter, and you are one of five tweets that has that in it. So <laughs> it must be new then. Yeah, so I don't know how many people actually saw it. There's literally five tweets about if you just search Caruso Manscaped, there's only five tweets about it. So let's get it trending. Like oh, I need to that. find. I mean, it's been tweeted about before, but today it was only five tweets. So I gotta look for it. I it is. It, it is bizarre. It is weird. Um, here's a quote from Alex Caruso as we sign off for today because it's 1030 at night. Um, uh, Dan Wojcicki tweets from Alex Caruso, quote, losing sucks. And that's where I'll leave everybody. Losing does go. suck. We'll see what happens on Wednesday against the Jazz. Alex, at Alex Regla on Twitter. I'm at AlexPedia86 on Twitter. You can check this out on Spotify, Google, Apple. Subscribe while you're there. Silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. Alex, have a fantastic week. We will see what the Lakers look like four games from uh, this week, next week. Talk to you then, man. All right, man. Thank you.